Today's episode is brought to you by Romer Skincare. Based out of Chicago, Romer launched a work-from-home clean skincare line that covers all your skin needs. They prove that you don't need a million serums and eye creams to get better skin. With just clean ingredients and effective results with just a simple three-step routine that you and even your partner can share. Right now, Roman Skincare is offering our listeners 15% off and a gift with your first purchase by using the code LISTENER15 on their website. Their website is RomerSkincare.com. Think about it. No stress, no clutter, just happy skin. And you get 15% off. Go to RomerSkincare.com. Now let's get to the episode. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The podcast is about to begin. Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 53 of the Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. I am your host, Tina Romero Jr., a.k.a. the Graveyard Grumbler. Today's episode was suggested by Sarah from Toronto, Canada. Sarah, I want to thank you very, very much for suggesting this amazing, interesting topic that I knew nothing about until you suggested I do an episode on it. So with 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 that being said, today's episode is going to be about the gin. No, no, I'm not talking about dry gin on the rocks or any kind of mixer gin. No, I'm talking about the weird, creepy, devious mythological entity from the Middle East. The gin, the, the which I did not know Genie from Aladdin was actually inspired by the original gin. Now, for a lot of people, including me, you know, I mean, I don't know how vast of knowledge and and researching you did on the gin. But for me, I I had an idea of what a gin was, but I didn't know exactly what they did and what they didn't do until Sarah suggested, hey, you know, this is pretty interesting. Check this out. So I did. And now I'm going to do an episode on it. So let's get into today's episode. Like you said, today's going to be about the gin. And at the end of the episode, I have a special treat for everyone. So, of course, I'm not going to spoil it. So don't think that you don't don't have your ears perked up hoping that I'm going to reveal what special treat I have at the end of the episode. For those of you who always listen to the podcast, I'm pretty sure you all have some of some idea of what I have in store for everyone at the end of the episode. And for my my new listeners, stay tuned. You might actually like what's going to be <laughs> what I'm going to have for everybody. So what is a jinn? Jinn are supernatural creatures who inspired the modern day genie. But unlike the magical creatures of I Dream of Genie and Aladdin, these beings aren't interested in helping people and making friends. So for those of my young listeners, I Dream of Genie was a sitcom that was pretty goddamn funny back in the 80s. Check it out. I mean, for for the youngsters, I don't think you will enjoy I Dream a Genie, but me being a little kid in the 80s, it was freaking hilarious. So when I read that they inspired the modern day genie, but aren't interested in making friends and helping people, that right away caught my attention, made my, my eyeballs perk up like, holy shit. Then what's the point of a gin if they have no interest in helping people and making friends, although they do have the powers of, again, like the modern day genie, but they just they're, they're just not interested in actually helping anyone. So. Why? Why not? I mean, let's keep going. Let's keep going. In Arabic mythology, a supernatural spirit below a supernatural spirit below the level of angels and devils. 
Shape-shifting spirits, diabolic, evil spirits, and treacherous spirits are invariable from constitute classes of jinn. So these jinn, these 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 mythological creatures or entities, they they vary. There's different stages or different versions of them. Again, I I assumed you know that uh, that jinn were just one specific type of entity. I did not know that there's different levels. So right before you become, or I guess right before you 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 uh, finish jinn class. <laughs> Where's my? I need I need my 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 uh, rim shot now. <laughs> but right before you finish gin class, I, I mean, do they categorize you on which level of gin you're going to be, or upon the creation of a gin that is predetermined, or is it kind of like a, a a tryout on where you are as far as your skill level goes, and does it? And do you just get put into a different category based on how or what type of gin and what kind of actions you're able, you're capable of? Again, I didn't really find any of that, but maybe I'm just thinking too much of it. I don't know. I could be, but let's, let's, let's keep, uh, let's keep going. Gin are beings of flame or air who are capable of assuming human or animal form and are said to dwell in all conceivable inanimate objects, stones, trees, ruins underneath the earth and in the air and in the fire. So what I got from that little saying or that little definition is that jinn are anywhere and everywhere you can think of. There's no escaping a jinn. A jinn is anywhere that's in the air that you breathe, which there was a, a fact that I read that jinn can actually penetrate your body and flow through your veins like your blood can do. What kind of goddamn creature, what kind of entity are we dealing with now all of a sudden? Sarah from Toronto, Canada. I'm really hoping you didn't wish no bad juju on me by doing this episode. And now I'm going to have gin flowing through my blood. I I can't get down with that. I appreciate you listening. I really do. I mean, I I value your ears. However, did you just, did you just damn me? Did you just send me into gin damnation? (laughs) I hope not. I hope not. But you know, again, this is just what I'm reading. These are facts taken from a God dang, like, Hundreds and hundreds of places from around the internet. I mean, this is stuff that was written by devout believers and people who have spiritually and physically fought jinn off. That jinn are capable of penetrating and pretty much seeping into your body and flowing along with your vein, with your blood through your veins. So everywhere you look, everywhere you breathe, every step you take. A gin will be watching you. <laughs> you like how I threw that in there? That was a good one, huh? Yeah. So what else? Let's keep going because this shit is pretty crazy. They possess the bodily needs of human beings that can even be killed, but they are free from all physical restraints. Gin delight in punishing humans for any harm done to them intentionally or unintentionally and are said to be responsible for many diseases and all kinds of accidents. However, these human beings, knowing the proper magical procedure, can exploit the jinn to their advantage. Now, that was one thing that I also read was that jinn are so goddamn powerful that they have the ability to make people physically ill, that they can make you sick with the amount of power that they that they possess. Also, if someone if because. So jinn have the strength of like 50, 60, 80 men. They're, they're strong as fuck, apparently. 
However, they aren't as they're, they're not on the same intellectual level as human, which in result, human who humans who have the ability to manipulate and control a gin can use it to their beneficial, their benefactory powers or their, you know, what, what they want in advance or not advance, but what they want for themselves. So, again, if you can if you can use the proper procedures and have a gin pretty much work for you, you can get whatever you want out of the gin and still be from what my understanding is that you can still be safe while controlling the gin, but you just have to make sure that you, you you take the proper steps and procedures. Now, a gin is so goddamn powerful, again, that they can make you sick. I mean, th- these are records and, and factual statements from all around the world, especially in, out of Middle Eastern people who, who are, are devout uh, believers in, in the Quran, that they have witnessed, if not themselves, has gone through a curse from a jinn that have made them or someone that they know and love physically ill. Now, this is where, where where I start to wonder how can something possess that much power to where it can get you sick? You know, I mean, we, we read things all the time. We read things from, from uh, the, the American culture, the Western cultures where there's demonic possessions from the Christianity, Catholicism, and once they possess you, that they are able to make you ill and, and make you kill yourself. Uh, however, gin can just make you ill, period, just from the goddamn power that they possess. So what I'm thinking is that if they are in the same room with you, but they don't possess you, they're not inside of you, they're not coursing through the through your veins. Are they still able to make you sick and, and do damage to you, even though they're not inside of you so according to to legend according to to uh, reports everyone is given a gin there's good gin there's bad gin the the difference from what i've read was for that or is that the the good gin are the ones who are religious and believe in the quran and the evil gin are the ones who do not believe in such religion and are pretty much loose cannon and go do whatever the hell they want. I think those are the ones that we should worry about are the ones who are rebelling against the, against the Quran and, and do whatever the hell they want. I, I could be wrong. If any of my, my, uh, my, my listeners who are familiar with the jinn and the Quran and everything that has to do with that, please, please get me, uh, get in contact with me. I would love to have you on the show to help answer the questions that, that I'm, obviously not fully understanding myself. Uh, I would, I would love to have you on the show. Reach out to me, graveyard grumbler at mail.com or graveyard grumbler podcast on Instagram or graveyard grumbler podcast on the Podbean app. Now for anyone who does get on the show, of course it can be completely anonymous. I won't put, put your name out on blast if you don't want to, but I would love to talk to you and, and interview and get more informed on on what exactly what the jinn and the Quran and and how if they believe or don't believe can affect what type of behavior the jinn will have. Damn, yeah, these, these these motherfuckers are are pretty are pretty badass. So, what do jinn do? Jinn are not inherently good or evil, although many choose to indulge in bad behavior. They have a reputation for being mischievous and are known to deceive and fool humans. 
So for, that, that was a common, that was a reoccurring uh, theme that I read was that Jin enjoy the fuck out of fooling and deceiving humans. Now, again, remember, th- these jinn can shapeshift and take the form of pretty much anything that's around you. Air, fire, water, inanimate objects, people. So you don't really know when you're actually dealing with the jinn. There, there, there were reports stating that people who who are just crude and awful, just, just dickhead motherfuckers who just aren't who aren't typically that way are believed to be possessed and influenced by a jinn. And it's nothing for for evil intent. It's just for their pleasure, just because they enjoy fucking with people. And okay, I'm not gonna lie. The jinn, just for that reason, have become one of my favorite entities to to learn about and and hold close to my heart. I mean, who doesn't want to have the ability to fuck with people <laughs> without being seen? I know, I know, this isn't a joke. I know it's not a joke. However, it, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just one of those things that you have to think about. How awesome would it be to be an entity to possess all of that power and all that ability to end people's lives? But one of the main things you get off on is to fuck with people just because you can now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about anybody else. However, for me personally, that that would just be badass. Like, that's what kind of ghost I would be if I ever came back as a ghost. Would just be uh, come around just to fuck with people, people I know, people I don't know. That would just be one of my delights in the afterworld. I would have to beg Saint Peter and and Satan not to take me. Just leave me, leave me on Earth forever, and I will be more than happy just going around fucking with people. <laughs> Now, a side note, because as like I always do for every single one of my episodes that I mention anything about self-harm or suicide, I just want want to be clear. Suicide and self-harm is not a joking matter to me. Uh, however, it, do we do have people that are suffering greatly from such type issues? Please reach out to your local suicide hotline or helpline. Give them a call. They are willing to listen and try to get and get you the help that, that you need. Again, it, it there's always someone out there willing to listen. It doesn't matter what time of the day, what time of the of the of the of the issue. It doesn't matter. Please reach out to a help a help hotline and get the help because I mean, if you may not think so, your life truly does matter. You know, you, the the world the world really really do the, the world is pretty bad, but it's not as bad as you think it is, but you know, just be strong get the help that you need and, and just stay strong. You know what I mean? So back to the show. So let's keep going. In addition to pulling pranks, they may change shape, tell lies or otherwise lead people astray and corrupt them. So when I was reading, when I was doing the research and reading about the gin, the gin where it said that they have been known to corrupt them that has in the Middle Eastern culture, again, these were a lot of reports strictly directly from the Middle East and a lot of reports from what they have experienced with the jinn. A lot of them who have done awful sins or who have committed awful sins were not per, not personally responsible, however, manipulated and corrupted by the jinn. The jinn had convinced them to to stray away from their religious belief and the religious stronghold to commit the the sin that they whatever sin that they committed now i don't know how you'd be able to prove that without solid evidence again i'm not familiar 100% with with exactly how 
all of that works in in the in the uh, Islamic culture or the Muslim culture. I'm not I'm not too familiar with it. However, I I, I did read that a lot of people who have committed awful sins slash crimes solely did it because of the manipulation and corruption from a jinn. Now that is a very crazy and interesting story or or concept not a story but interesting concept concept now think about it think of every single corrupt politician or individual that don't believe in the jinn or such entity that possess that kind of power but could you imagine if the jinn is solely responsible for every fucked up thing that is happening happening around the world. If you think about it, I mean, just 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 hold on, just think about it, just think about it. If the jinn possesses that much power and it truly exists throughout the entire world, how many crimes and how much corruption, how much how much is actually influenced and controlled by the jinn? Now think if 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 that was an actual an actuality if that was true and the jinn was somehow defeated and expelled from the individuals that were committing such atrocious sin slash criminal criminal acts how safe and loving would the world be Again this is this is the first I'm learning about the jinn this is the first that I've actually gone in depth on in, in reading about the jinn and exactly what they do but just imagine if the jinn was seriously responsible for every fucked up thing and what's happening in the world the world agrees to get rid of the jinn we expel the jinn from every part every corner of the world and then all of a sudden the world turns loving happy and not as dark and gloomy Wow, what the fuck? Could you imagine though? Just think about it. Just think about it just for just for a minute. Now don't 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 dwell on it. If that was true, that the jinn was responsible for all the fucked up shit, we got rid of the jinn, and then all of a sudden there was no fucked up shit ever again. Whew, holy shit. So when uh jinn are also like uh where it said they'll lead you astray, the jinn are, are responsible for convincing men to you know commit adultery. Uh, Jinn are responsible for a lot of things that are inexplainable to the to to. Now, I wouldn't say the normal person, but it's in, inexplainable inexplainable for people who aren't familiar with how fucked up the jinn really are. You know, you you, you try to explain, well, why'd you do this? It wasn't me. I'm not the one who did it. My body was just doing it on its own. But I heard a voice, and was convinced over over amount of time that this was okay and this is what I truly desire and what I truly want. The person that you're telling that to is going to look at you like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? That makes zero sense. I don't understand why you would think that that's a thing, but you don't understand, man. It wasn't me, but it was you. No, it wasn't me. I know it was me, but it wasn't me. I don't know. That's... It's kind of hard to explain, if you're, especially if you're not familiar with the whole situation. All right. So some people also blame, blame jinn for their health problems. In 2000, teachers at a school in Saudi Arabia blamed jinn for causing seizures in their students. Some even believe jinn can trick doctors into giving incorrect diagnosis and performing unnecessary surgeries. OK, I'm going to be honest. When I read that last part. There was where it says that uh, doctors were doctors were also tricked into giving incorrect diagnoses and performing unnecessary diagnosis or unnecessary surgeries. Now, I'm going to be 100 percent honest with you right now, and this is going to sound pretty crazy, but 
my channel, my, my podcast already sounds crazy for majority of the shit that I, that I, uh, that I do. So th- we're just going to add to the crazy. However, back when I lived in Bakersfield, California, I worked for a hospital. I'm, I'm going to leave the name of the hospital out of it because I don't want to get sued or fucked up by this hospital. So I'm going to leave this hospital, but it was a little hospital in Bakersfield. And I worked there for about 10, 12 years. You know, I did, I worked there from, I, I did everything from, uh, I did, I was a certified nurse assistant. I was admitting, I was a med surge ward clerk. I worked in a mental health facility. I, 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 I've done pretty much everything other than being, being a nurse. Now, this happened when I was a nursing, I mean, not a nursing student, when I was a certified nurse's assistant. And there was this doctor from the Middle East. Uh, again, I'm not going to name names because I'm not going to put anybody in that in that predicament. And then I don't want no fucking lawsuit or anything because I can't afford a lawsuit. However, I, I remember now I remember this clearly. So th- this is going to be this is going to be kind of a trippy story. So they we were on on graveyard shift. OK, that, that was I worked from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. This was about 3 a.m. And this doctor was setting up for a for this patient to go to surgery. This doctor was a surgeon and. I remember clearly because this is a a pretty crazy thing that that stuck out to me, but I remember seeing the doctor come inside and ask for the medical chart of the patient. I grabbed the medical chart, give it to the patient. I said, Hey doctor, how are you? And the doctor says, you know, I'm just not, I don't know. I feel kind of funny today. I I just, I, I don't know. I think I got too much sleep and not enough coffee. And I asked him, I said, you finally slept doctor. He's like, yeah, it was, it was kind of odd. I, I slept for, for nine hours. Now, this doctor was was notoriously known for only sleeping three, four hours and then coming into into the hospital's medical surgical unit and taking a nap in one of the empty bedrooms in one of the empty patients rooms and sleeping for about four or five hours because he was so goddamn busy. He had so many patients and when you know, mixed in with his normal practice, plus being a surgeon, he, he hardly ever got any sleep now. I asked him, I said, you slept for that long? And he's like, yeah, you know, and I just, I just feel weird. I just, I just don't feel like myself. And I said, well, that's the life of a doctor. He's like, yeah, you know, we both laughed and I went to go start helping the nurse get the patient ready for surgery. Now, what we do for that, we, we, I, you know, you give the, you take away all of the, all of the, the fluids from, you know, however long the doctor wants the, the patient not to eat. You know, you monitor how much output they have because that might change from uh, post a uh, post surgery or post op. So I did all that, did all my things, did, did what I had to do. I double checked with the nurse on exactly what the procedure was going to do. So I knew in advance whenever I, it was time for me to take care of that patient for however long I had to, had to take care of the patient at post op. I would know where the surgery site was, where the drainage bag, where the drainage tube was going to be. That way I, I had a pre-plan for, for when the patient was going to come out. You know, I was ready to set up. I was on my shit. So we confirmed that the patient was getting, <laughs> that the patient was going to receive, uh, was going to get their appendix removed. Not a big deal. It, it, it was, you know, it was going to happen eventually. So the patient went ahead early and came in to get their, their appendix removed. Well, the patient went under, got ready for surgery. The, the doctor, the surgeon was, was in the room, didn't, whatever, how long it lasted, it lasted, I don't know, the surgery, surgery was the whole process from beginning to end until the patient came back to me was about an hour and a half. When I looked for the surgery, when I looked for the drainage site where the patient was to, where it was supposed to be at, which, you know, where the lower left abdomen or lower left area where your appendix is supposed to be. Well, 
the drainage tube wasn't there. And I asked the nurse, where's the drainage tube? And the nurse said, well, it should be in the lower left part of the, of the body, of the abdomen. I said, no, it's not there. Come check it out. We checked it out. Not there. Well, we looked at the records. The record said, you know, a, 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 a appendectomy. And then the nurse looked at the, the surgery forms, the, you know, whatever the doctor wrote. The surgeon gave the doctor a fucking uh, hysterectomy. The surgeon removed these this woman's womanly parts. They gave this gave this woman a goddamn hysterectomy. And when I I I confirmed with, with the nurse, you know, I said, "Hey, why why is she stitched up in this area?" And the nurse is like, I don't know. So we went to go talk to the doctor and the doctor says, oh, yeah, you know, patient needed a hysterectomy. There were cysts on her on her fallopians and, and you know, ovaries. And the doctor and the doctor said, so, you know, a, a complete hysterectomy was, was was performed. And the nurse looks on him and says, doctor, this this patient never came in for a hysterectomy. This patient came in for an apodectomy. And the doctor looked at me. The doctor looked at the nurse and said, what are you talking about? And we showed him the paperwork. We showed him the chart. We showed him exactly what the, what the surgery was for. And the doctor just put his head down, covered his face with his hands, and just got up and walked away. And now I, I knew this doctor. The doctor and me were actually pretty cool. You know, I mean, I, I'm pretty cool with pretty much everyone that, that I meet. However, me and this doctor, because we were, I always saw him in graveyards. We had a nice rapport. We joked around a lot. And so he walked away and I, and I told the nurse, you know, I'll give him a little bit. And the nurse was like, yo, we can't let him leave. We need to call the manager. We need to call. This was a wrong surgery. This is a big deal. So, you know, I followed the doctor out and I said, hey, doctor, um, what's going on? He just looks at me. He's like, you know, I just don't feel right, man. There's something that, that made me do this that I didn't want to do. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I never knew what that meant. I never knew what that meant at all. It, like, at the time it didn't dawn on me because I never knew anything about, about the gin or anything about that. And he says, you don't understand, you know, I, I knew coming in, what was I going to do? But when I was in the surgery room prepping, there was something in my body that made me do something else. And he got in his car and drove away. And I never saw the doctor again. <laughs> I don't know whatever happened to the doctor. I know there was a huge lawsuit, the, the hospital, uh, was was being investigated. You know, you're you're not going to read any of this stuff online because this was a small hospital that kept everything real hush hush. Sometimes it felt like I was working for a mafia. But this doctor never came back and performed uh, or that performed any surgeries at that hospital ever again. And when he said that that you don't understand, it, it was something that that made me. It wasn't me that made me do it. That always got tucked into the back of the head. And then when I just read this information about the gin where it's known to trick doctors into giving the wrong diagnosis and performing surgeries that aren't necessary, holy shit, everything just tied up. Now, I'm not a 1000% believer. However, this shit gave me chills when I was doing the research and reading about this. I don't, I don't like that coincidence. I don't like the fact that that is something that a gin is that powerful to possibly have the ability to fuck somebody up that bad. I don't like that. I don't like that feeling. Sarah from Toronto, again, did you just fuck me up? Did you just wish some bad juju on me? Because this shit is creepy and too close to actual events that I have experienced in my life to just kind of brush us off to the side. <laughs> Amazing topic, by the way. God dang, this shit is crazy. So let's keep going. 
According to some Islamic researchers, jinn can possess people. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm going ahead of myself. Jinn can possess people. In stories, people possessed by jinn often speak in tongues, have seizures, or become uncharacteristically aggressive. Luckily, believers say jinn can be exercised through ceremonies that include reading from the Quran or using incense, uh, using charms, animal teeth, or salt to drive the jinn away. In some cases, people have physically beaten possessed people to remove the jinn. I know that's not funny. I know you heard me laugh, but could you imagine just beating the hell out of someone? Just, I mean, fist of fury, boom, 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 just, just raining haymakers across their face. Someone walks in, what are you doing? And you turn around, they're possessed. I'm getting the fucking gin out of them. Leave me alone, bro. I'm doing God's work right now. <laughs> what do you do? Do, do, do? do you question the person getting the shit beat out of them? Or do you question the person that's beating the shit out of the, the, the person who's supposed to be possessed? What do you... <laughs> what do you oh my gosh could you imagine just thinking just walking into a scene about just someone getting the just getting the brakes beat off of them all because of the belief that the jinn has possessed them again i am not making fun of the religion i am not making fun of anything that has to do with that religious aspect however i am making light-hearted jokes about the statements and records and research that I have been doing that people have reported. I, it's just, it's just a shock to me that that was one option. I mean, the, the reason why, why that option even came about where you can beat the hell out of the possessed person to expel the, the, the gin was because someone actually did that. Someone beat the hell out of a possessed person. And the gin was like, dude, this is too much. You're beating the fuck out of me. I'm leaving. And exercised the gin, the gin by beating the hell out of them. God dang. Talk about extreme work right there. That, that is some dedication. I wonder if they owed him money. I mean, can you imagine if they owed, owed you money and they're like, dude, I'm saving your life. Boom, 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 boom. Stop it. Stop fighting. I am saving your life. Elbow. Boom. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, that's, oh man, Jesus, Christmas trees in June. So the the of course you know when when someone is possessed you can do just like in, in catholicism or christianity you can read from the bible or in this case you're going to read from the quran to exercise the demon and and you know most of these things not mostly but all of these things i'm i'm pretty sure including being able to beat the jinn out of people all have to do with some sort of religious practice or some religious ceremony or religious uh inclusion that's going to help give you the power from the quran and Allah to be able to expel the jinn out of the possessed person. Now, remember when I said earlier in the episode that they that a lot of people who aren't who are uncharacteristically aggressive or become assholes aren't necessarily blamed for their actions, aren't blamed for the, for how they're acting. That a lot of people believe, actually, a huge amount of people believe that. It has to do with some sort of corruption and possession by the jinn. That the jinn is the one causing this to to for them to be extraordinarily aggressive and uncharacteristically not themselves. Now, how do you determine? You know, because I mean, everybody has bad days, but I, I'm guessing if it's just a consistent deal where people just grow increasingly aggressive, that there is a reason to raise to raise uh, suspicion. I, I wouldn't I, w- I couldn't imagine being able to. But then again, in, in this whole situation, I'm, I'm, I'm an outsider looking in because I'm not familiar with 
everything surrounding the jinn and the religious factors and, and the Quran, I'm just reading off of research and, and stuff that I found off the internet. But me personally, I would never amount or I would never relate that someone is being overly aggressive or being out of character on being influenced by by an entity or, in, you know, in this case, specifically about a jinn. I would personally just sum it up to or relate this person being out of character for dealing with personal issues and, you know, depression, uh, money issues, you know, whatever, whatever stressor or whatever depression factor that is attributing to their to their uncharacteristic behavior. That's what I would chalk. That's what I would chalk it up to. I would never relate to some sort of position, possession or influence on an, on an outer, on an entity, you know, like a, like a gin again for this case, I think because of so much media attention and so much, so many movies that have been created and so much fabrication and dramatizations that for me personally, the, the, the possession part or an individual being influenced by a gin, I wouldn't believe it unless I saw the typical steps that a possession would take. And, you know, for those of you who, who aren't familiar with possession, it, it's the, you know, speaking the, 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 the characteristics like being possessed are speaking in a demonic language, knowing things that aren't shared by people or being known, knowing certain intimate details about complete strangers uh, self-harm, extreme self-harm, uh, being able to contort in, in weird, contort your body in weird positions that aren't naturally, aren't natural to that individual or just aren't natural to humans, period. So those were the type of, of possession indicators that I would look for. I would never in my, in my right mind, believe that someone has been possessed or influenced by the jinn just based off of being aggressive. I would just think that they were dealing with shit at home and we're projecting it on everyone else because they're trying to get rid of the stressors and make themselves feel better. That's what I would think. But according to this, no, you're you're getting fucked up by the gin and you need to do something about it. In addition to people, a gin can also in, inhabit inanimate objects, including precious stones and gems. They may haunt houses or other buildings like school, as well as sewers and drain pipes. Now, this is a bad, 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 bad bad piece of information for my sister goddess guidance uh, she is a spiritual uh, she is a healer curandera and she is a firm believer in crystals and other types of stones now what this is saying that a jinn can possess something like a like such a stone now for again i'm not familiar on the work of crystals but from what eve f Eve S. Evans shared with me was that when a clear crystal becomes clouded, that means that the the evil or the the bad energy has now been soaked up by the crystal, the healing power of the crystals, and you get rid of it, you expose of it accordingly, so it won't come back or won't fuck anybody else up. Okay, but what the gin, what what this what this piece of research is telling me is that the gin throws up the middle finger, says "fuck you," and I'm going to possess. Or I'm going to take the form of your gem and be with you wherever you go, no matter what, because you believe that this crystal is helping you, but it's not. 
what it really is doing is you are allowing me to live rent free inside of this crystal and fuck your world up even more. Believing that this crystal is able to help you when it's not, I have completely overtaken this crystal and there's nothing you can do about it because you don't know that I'm possessed. I'm, I'm fucking up this crystal for you. So Anna, goddess guidance, I need to know what steps are there to take after the gin has corrupted your crystal and or spiritual gems. I don't know or I haven't found what exactly you can do to protect such crystals from being overtaken by the gin. So again, if anyone is familiar with the gin way more than I am, please reach out to me. I would love to speak with you. So the gin likes abandoned buildings. They don't want to be bothered. They also haunt ha- they ha- haunt houses, and fu- you know what? What jacked up is that they also haunt schools. So you have a bunch of innocent kids getting fucked up by the gin, just trying to learn about math and and reading, and then the gin comes and starts haunting them. That's some crazy shit. Now the one, okay, I'm gonna read again. I'm gonna read this part that they also live in sewers and drain pipes. Now this made my ears perk up and my eyeballs stretch out because I'm going to read this next part and I'm going to relate something that I just shared with my kids and our both of us were kind of shocked and and amazed and we think that this piece of information is very valuable for horror fans. So Let's keep going. While many gin are content to either ignore or simply play pranks on humans, the category of gin known as ghouls would rather eat them. Let me read let me read that again. While many gin are content to either ignore or simply play pranks on humans, the category of gin known as ghouls would rather eat them. As some of the most feared gin, ghouls enjoy feasting on flesh and drinking blood. Now, with that bit of information and the bit of information that they and they the gin live in sewers and drain pipes. My number one thing that I related that to was Pennywise. Fucking it. That this motherfucker lives in the sewers and eats people. So what if, okay, hear me out, hear me out. What if Pennywise isn't the alien, that shape-shifting alien that that uh, Stephen King said about? What if Pennywise is a goddamn shape-shifting ghoul, human-eating gin? Holy shit, think about it. Think about it. Let, let, let's, let's play it out. Let's play it out. Again, Sarah from Toronto, you have opened up a can of worms for me that I'm starting to relate all this stuff into. And this, and when I was reading this research, it just blew in my brain. It kicked the, kicked me right in the side of my temple. Like, dude, check this out. Let, let's go by, let, let, let's, let's play this out. Now, Pennywise is a shapeshifter. Ghouls can shapeshift. I mean, a gin can shapeshift. Pennywise's number one thing is he likes to live. He like he he preys on people and and scares the shit out of them. He plays on their fear. He plays pranks on them. He eludes them. He does everything he can to weaken them. Gin love playing pranks on people, regardless of what kind of pranks it is. They the pranks that they play on people, or the 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 prank the pranks that that Pennywise plays on people is that he's fucking with their mental health. He's fucking with them mentally. He's showing them things that shouldn't be shown, and he's exposing that that real deep dark fear in you, which makes you in turn makes you super afraid, which weakens you and opens you up to attacks on Pennywise. So. Pennywise eats people. Pennywise, I mean, specifically feeds off of kids. He eats them. Jin 
eats people. It doesn't specify if it was only adults, but it, it he feeds off gin feeds this this type of gin. The ghoul feeds off of human flesh and likes drinking their blood. Pennywise feasts off of human flesh and enjoys drinking their blood. He eats people. Oh my gosh, Pennywise is a goddamn gin. Please change my mind. I don't I don't think anybody can. I think that Stephen King inadvertently slash purposely, yeah, you see how that works out, started throwing that 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 connection into our brain because he didn't I mean he didn't want to fully flat out say that that Pennywise was a gin, but he gave the he gave Pennywise all the characteristics of the gin. The, the the specific breed or specific specific type of of gin that Pennywise is is a goddamn ghoul. It's one of the worst gin that are in the gin categories. This gin eats people. Pennywise eats people. The gin are notorious for playing pranks on people. Pennywise plays pranks on people all the goddamn time. He is always playing shit on people, making people see things that they that that scare the shit out of them. Always playing with their mind. Holy shit connection pennywise lives in the sewer this ghoul and gin are known to live in sewers and drain pipes pennywise is a goddamn gin change my mind I, I i mean think about it read the book watch the movie pennywise is a goddamn shape-shifting gin who eats humans <sighs> sarah you blew my mind with this topic i appreciate it and wow holy crap let's keep going <laughs> so uh, let me see here. Some legends claim married ghoul. Some some legends claim married ghouls with some. Hold on. I got, I'm too excited. I'm too excited. <sighs> okay. Slow down. In some legends, men have been claimed to marry, to have married ghouls without knowing their true form and in turn become their next meal. Now, just imagine that. You marry the love of your life or what for, you know, however marriages are, are taking place in, in this specific culture. You are married. You think you have an amazing wife. She, she you know, leaves you without, uh, without want. She, you, you have everything. You don't want for anything. Your desires are met. Everything is taken the perfect step into a blissful marriage, right? Now you, it specifically says that, they shapeshift into women and feed off of the men. Now, could you imagine you are laying in bed, you wake up in agonizing pain only to see your beautiful angelic wife eating you, eating the fucking flesh off of your goddamn bones because it's a it's not even your wife. It's a damn gin. It's a ghoul who decided that, eh, I mean, this one for the long one, this one actually looks pretty good, and then ends up tricking you into believing you you are married to an, to an actual human, but in, but in reality, it's a goddamn gin munching on your leg like some buffalo wings from Buffalo Wild Wings. What in the actual hell, and why haven't I done more, why haven't I been told about gin before? These gin are little manipulative assholes who think that 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 they can just walk around and, and greet people and, and make people believe and shit and then fuck them up in the end. Why? Why, gin? Why? Don't answer me. Gin, I'm not asking a gin to specifically answer me. Let's get that clear right now. I'm putting that out in the atmosphere. 
I'm just, 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 just not openly. And, and, and it's a rhetorical question. Why Jin? Don't, don't, don't answer me. I don't, I don't want the answer really. But, but could you imagine, I mean, you wait, you're, you're waking up in agonizing pain just to be knowing that you're munched on like a happy meal for McDonald's. Like your, your wife is literally crunching on your toes, like popcorn chicken, because it's an, it's a goddamn ghoul gin. Oh my goodness. Why? Why? Why would you, why, you know that, and when you're married, that's supposed to be the happiest time of your life. Well, for the most part, <laughs> me personally, it is, it was the happiest time of my life when I got married. But I mean, 20 years later and I'm still married, I'm still happy. So yes, for me personally, it was a very happy time for me. But, but there's a lot of people who say, oh, when I got married, it was the worst time of my life. And you know, well, I, I, I don't like the old ball and chain. So those people deserve to get eaten. Fuck you guys. However, could you imagine the angelic face you love and kiss and cherish and caress with each each slow stroke of the cheek and the gusting wind as the fall leaves cover her hair entangled in beauty? And then you wake up and you're getting munched on like a fucking five dollar foot long from Subway. She has a cup of tea or a cup of water to help wash down the, the, the tougher parts of your of your flesh. But the gin is just fucking you up because it duped you into believing that you were actually marrying a human being. Jesus, hell and shit nuts. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> Let's keep going because there's still more. There's still more. Jenner considered dual dimensional with the ability to live and operate in both manifest and invisible domains. So from my understanding was that a, a jinn can live out of our world and in our world, depending on what kind of mood they're in. They're going to either fuck us up and live in our dimension or they're not going to be in our dimension. That, that's all it is. I mean, they have the ability to do both, not one or the other, not, hey, flip a coin and this is where you're going to be stuck at for the rest of your existence. Negative. Oh, and by the way, let, let's, 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 um, let's throw this little bit of information out there as well. Jinn can live for several thousands of years. Yes. Not just 10 years, not just five years, not even a hundred years, but several thousands of years. So if you plan on outliving a gin, you can redo that, put some barbecue sauce on your body and just say, hey, fuck me up now because I know there's no other way out of this bullshit. Why? Why? I don't understand. Oh, my fucking hell. So uh let's keep going because i mean just like everything else i want to know if i can defeat this person can i defeat not even a person can i defeat this entity will i be able to throw hands with this fucking gin and get on with it let's find the answer because there is an answer how to defeat slash get rid of a gin number one praying to allah is the most secure and surefire way to get rid of a jinn. Now, for those of you who are in that religion, I applaud you and thank you very much for having a way to battle this motherfucker. However, for the rest of us who do not follow that religion or and or are not religious, period, we're fucked. We're done. There's not really a way for us to wholeheartedly, viably, not viably, but wholeheartedly with with 100% true intention, pray to Allah if you're not a believer of that religion. They're going to see right through your lies. You're, Allah's going to look at you and just and just say, dude, you're only doing this to try to save your butt. I'm not going to help you because you're not even a devout believer of my religion. So, hey, good luck, homie. So for those of you who follow that religion, the Quran and, and Allah, hey, 
you are safe. <laughs> Not me. I'm pretty much fucked. Uh, number two, you can also kill a djinn when they take the form of human or animal form. You just have to make sure that it's a djinn and not someone you love. Remember, djinn can play tricks on humans. So remember when I mentioned earlier in the in the episode that djinn can actually take the form of pretty much anything and everything that they see. This includes animals and humans. However, when it comes to animals, I mean, unfortunately, you can be more or, or less selective when it comes to an animal, even if it's poodle, poodle, putt, but that is growling and ready to rip your face off and you kill the animal, there's a good chance that it is. Oh, 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 before I say that, before I keep going, that it is a belief that rabies is not actually a, 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 a disease. No, hold on. Hear me now. Hear me out. Yes, we know that rabies is a disease. We do know that it is something that is that you can test and be positive with with disease, both human and animals. However, there is a belief that the rabies is actually caused by a gin who did not successfully shapeshift and therefore corrupted the animal and the animal's fucked up in the head and just wants to eat everybody. Now back to how to defeat this gin. If fluffy, fluffy muffin fluff is ready to rip your fucking face off and you kill him, there is a good possibility that you just eliminated a djinn. Not the djinn, but a djinn. One of several billions of djinn that exist in this world. Well, that djinn... Well, now, what I don't understand is that if you do kill the djinn, is that it? Like, you're free from ever being... Like, you're, 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 you're done being tormented by the djinn? Or is the djinn... The, uh, a sort of a gang and all of a sudden they're like hey they fucked up my homie we need to get together and we're gonna green light this motherfucker and it, it's gonna be the end of him you know kind of like a west side story where they all get together and start dancing and snapping their fingers and they go after the guys and try to fuck them up no okay maybe not really no no I'm, I'm joking i'm joking i'm joking i know i can't picture gin snapping their fingers and singing in a musical just to go fuck somebody up but my question for those of you who are very familiar with the gin. Now, if if okay, so me, if I if I decide that hey, I'm chilling and then all of a sudden muffins muffin muffy feet wants to rip my fucking neck off and I kill this animal, kill this cat or dog or whatever whatever muffins is. But it really wasn't muffins, it was really a gin. Am I free from ever getting fucked with by a djinn ever again? Or again, do, do I just did I just paint a target on my back and now every djinn in existence or a djinn that was was close to the djinn that I that like the djinn's brother that I killed is the is the family members or the family members of the djinn that I killed will they come avenge their their brothers their their siblings death or their family members death and then fuck me up what would be like just an, a never ending cycle of getting fucked up by 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 the other gin or is it one and done i i killed this gin it's over and good job no longer will i be be fucked with by any type of gin i need answers so someone who knows this please answer me so those are, I mean, and what, what, what's, what's even more difficult is that if a djinn has shapeshift and taken possession of an individual's body, of a human's body, it could be anyone. It could be a family member, a friend, boss, coworker. It can be anyone that the djinn decides to possess and take over. This is where it starts getting tricky because you can't just outright kill someone in belief that they are the djinn being possessed by someone. If you do that, you will automatically be sent to prison on, on murder, manslaughter charges. 
I don't know how it goes for other places in the world. I just speak solely from from America because this is where I live. And it just makes sense that not it does make sense, but that's just the law. You kill somebody without re, I mean, not even, even if you have a reason, if you kill somebody, there's a huge chance you will be going down into you'll be going into prison. If you kill someone and you say that they are possessed by a jinn, there is a huge chance that you will become you, you will be dubbed in, in um, not stable enough for trial and therefore put into an asylum, a state hospital until they feel that you are competent enough to stand trial and then convict you of murder and then you'll be away for life. So that's when I said that you can be a little less selective when it comes to animals versus humans and jinn are known to possess humans and, and fuck with people in real life. In, in regular human to human contact, but it's an actual gin that has possessed, possessed and taken over the individual that is fucking with you. God damn. So what is, how do you, how do you determine that? So do you, so again, for, for the individuals, for the people, my listeners who are familiar with this and even familiar with, with Muslim and, and Islamic cultures and, and, and the Quran and, and Allah, please reach out to me. I want to know how do you determine if an individual is possessed by a jinn now don't get me wrong i understand that there are severe cases of possession just like in in every other culture where you can clearly identify that this individual has been possessed by by a jinn there are extreme tall you know clear tall tale tall tale signs that the individual has been possessed by a jinn However, what about the subtle ones? I mean, yeah, okay, we, we read that they become, you know, uncharacteristically aggressive, but that doesn't necessarily throw any red flags to me personally that this individual is possessed by the jinn or has been taken over by the jinn. So people who are familiar with the jinn, please reach out to me, graveyardgrumbler at mail.com, graveyardgrumbler podcast on Instagram, graveyardgrumbler podcast on Podbean. Trust me, I do answer your messages as soon as I get them. It may, depending on what time I'm working, you might get a message at three o'clock in the morning. You might get a message at one in the afternoon, but I do answer every single message that I am, that I am sent. So feel free to reach out to me because I'm really, I'm really curious to know. I'm really curious to know on, on what, what exactly there is, how, how can you identify certain things by just based off of, I don't know, just based off a little sign. That's, that's what I'm curious to know. I don't know. So the different types of jinn. Now, that's a, this is a one of them is a married, married. M a okay, l- l- okay. First of all, I'm gonna apologize one thousand percent from the deep depths, bottom fibers of my soul for fucking up the names that I'm gonna attempt to pronounce. I googled pronounce them, and every time I try to go back and say it, it didn't sound right. So again, I deeply apologize. I'm not familiar with the language. I'm not familiar with the accents. So again, I do not mean to offend anyone. I do not mean to piss anyone off, but I am doing my best. So I do apologize in advance for fucking up these names. Okay. But again, I will spell them. (laughs) So a married, M-A-R-I-D, powerful rebellious demon, Ifrit, I-F-R-I-T, a powerful type of demon in Islamic mythology associated with the underworld, a ghoul, associated with the graveyards and consuming human flesh, a silat, S-I apostrophe L-A-T, talented shapeshifters often appearing in human form. So those are different, those are the different jinn that I, that I came across, but apparently the ghoul is one of the worst ones ever. Now, 
again, I don't know the different levels and I don't know the different requirements on how to determine if the gin has, you know, it's like there, is there one, like the ghoul, we'll take the ghoul, for example, the the ghoul is ghoul power enough, powerful enough to, to have all of those powers or do gin in general have the ability to, to do everything the other gin do? Or is it that a gin will take for the, the, uh, the C-lot, the S-I-L-A-T is, is, is that one just a talented shapeshifter because that's all it it enjoys doing? Like that's what it, 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 it enjoys taking human form into, you know, and just fucking with people or do they have the power to do everything else like do, do the well the ghouls obviously were able to shapeshift into into people because they could they tricked uh people into believing that they're marrying the woman their their wife but then end up being a ghoul and eating them like fucking kfc big bucket meal you know what i mean so my question is do all of them possess all the same powers but they enjoy doing one more than the other you know what i mean if that makes any sense so Graveyard Grumbler's final rap because my head is spinning and my my mouth is dry and I am just overwhelmed with the crazy information that I have discovered, which I would never have known if it weren't for Sarah in Toronto. Sarah, I thank you very much for this talk. This topic has been crazy interesting. I mean, holy shit, it's going on an hour. See, Sarah, this is an hour topic that you, this is an hour episode that you have suggested that I just cannot get enough of. So me personally, I think that the gin is a crazy force to be reckoned with. You know, I mean, it literally can be anywhere and everywhere. It's the air you breathe the 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 things you touch the people you talk to that motherfucker is like the gin is is stalker times a hundred the stalker is the boss of the stalking world I mean the gin is the stalker of the of the of the boss world I mean that is the final level individual or entity that you are going to have to fight in your life is the gin the gin is a master of everything and to top it off if you get with the wrong gin the gin's going to fuck you up and eat you that fucking gin is going to eat you. Like a damn, like a goddamn hot and ready from Little Caesars. Do you understand that? Do you understand that the gin has this much, has so much power that they are able to fuck with you in every way possible? The gin, in my opinion, I'm glad that 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 the gin it has weaknesses. You know, you if you pray by praying to Allah, that that is one way to get rid of them. You can also protect yourself by using incense. Uh, certain other religious practices to help get you rid of. But unfortunately, you are not able to use your crystals or gems because the gin can possess and take and live in that fucking thing. So rendering them useless. The gin is a badass thing. Now I know why so many people are completely terrified of the gin. It doesn't make any sense that you wouldn't be. And for those of you who shake your head like, eh, the gin is nothing. I'm not afraid of it. You're a fucking liar. Don't try to be all bad because you're sitting next to your mom or your kids or your wife. Just admit that shit that the gin is a terrifying entity that you don't ever want to come across. Because that's how I feel. And again, I ask you, Sarah from Toronto, did you just wish them, did you just bad juju me? Did you just, you just like fuck up my mentals because... I don't know. I don't, I don't I don't know why you would I don't know any background reason why you would want to do that. <laughs> I'm just kidding with you. This episode has been fun, amazing and very informative and interesting. 
I, I didn't know that I, I knew nothing about the gin until I did this research. And now to come to think of it, Pennywise is a gin, no doubt about it. Hands down. He lives in the sewer. Gin lives in the sewer. Uh, gin like to play pranks. Pennywise loves to play pranks. Gin ghouls eat flesh and Pennywise eats flesh. There is no reason in my mind, no doubt at all for me not to believe that Pennywise is a gin and Stephen King inadvertently shared that information with us to help us fight this thing in our personal lives. Holy shit. This is crazy. This is going to wrap up this episode number 53 of the gin. I, I just can't take it anymore. My, my, my head is spinning. My hamsters are, are tapping out. The two hamsters I have in my brain are looking at each other with their hands in the air right now. Like, what the fuck did we just learn? So on that note, I'm done. <laughs> this episode is going to come to an end. I, I, I can't do it anymore. Uh, so next week's, next Saturday's episode, I have a, a few in mind. I'm still trying to figure out which one I want to do. So I want to thank everyone for listening to the show. Please like, share, and comment on uh, Apple Podcasts. I would greatly appreciate it. Share these, share my show with everyone and anyone. I don't care if they don't listen to it. Just share it with them. That, I mean, it's the least you can do. The Patreon, or I, I see again, I don't know if it's going to be a full Patreon or not. I don't know how that's going to be because I don't want them to, I don't want you guys to be charged a whole lot of money for, for services, you know? If I can find a way for you guys to subscribe for for without being charged for a payment, then I'm going to go, I'm going to go that route. Again, it will never it would, my my subscription to uh, Spooky Stories will not be more than five dollars ever, 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 ever. It doesn't matter what content I have on there. It doesn't matter what how long the episodes are. It, it's never going to go above five dollars. And so with that being said, I don't want you guys to be charged a fee for making a payment to listen to the stories, if that makes any sense. You know, I don't, a processing fee. I don't want anyone to be charged a processing fee. I don't think that that is, is a good thing. But if you are, if you are to be charged a processing fee, I am looking for the cheapest and lowest fee that y'all be charged. So on that note, keep an eye out for Graveyard Grumbler Spooky Stories. I have been writing like crazy. And when I mean writing like crazy, I mean that I've gone through three ink refills already in this past few weeks just to pump out some stories that I feel are great stories again I wrote them so of course I'm going to think they're great <laughs> that'd be yet to uh, to be determined by my people I will be reading some stories here just to give a little sample on how the podcast is the, the spooky stories will go so keep an eye out for that I'm just trying to pick what what content I want to read uh, so other than that, I want to thank you everyone from the bottom of my heart for listening and tuning into the show. It means so much to me, Sarah from Toronto, Canada. Thank you a million times, a million times, a million for requesting and suggesting this topic. It's been super fun, crazy and interesting, all wrapped up in one. I want to thank you very, very much for this topic suggestion. Anyone else who wants a certain topic discussed on the show, let me know. And I will be more than happy to put it on the show and, and do what I do. Add my, my two cents in, you know, make my hamsters work a little harder than they usually do. So other than that, again, 
thank you very much. Another episode will be coming out next Saturday. Uh, until then, good morning, good day, good night. Goodbye.